It's the greatest show ever created, I think. It's so stupid. But it works on every level, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's never not good. <laughs> you see, Frank fell out of the window, and he thinks it's 2006 until just when he had that bite of rum ham. Yeah. <laughs> and Charlie thinks that the window is a portal to 2006 because Charlie is an idiot. Okay. It's the best. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, what day? It's Saturday. We're doing this on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, it's just going to be me and you probably for a while, maybe in perpetuity. You never know if uh, if they're going to come back. Well, we should uh, start auditioning co-hosts. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get a say in this as well. No. No. <laughs> Fuck you. If we did it at your house, we could, <laughs> you get to say it with it. We do it at my You'll house. You'll come home one day and all the shit's missing. Yeah. Where's all the stuff? My house. Guess what? Game changer. If you want to do it at your house, we can have. We could. We could have. My my kitchen table is actually perfect to do the show. It would be pretty good. Yeah, I've seen your kitchen table. But would you want to keep it up all the time? Like I don't care. Okay, sweet. Are you really asking me that question? (laughs) (laughs) Most people would me if I care. Most people would not do what I do. Most people would not keep the podcast equipment up at all times, or they would have a special room where the shit is right. I don't. It's in the. I think it's kind of awesome. I think it's for one thing. It's got to be a massive conversation piece when people come in. Like nobody ever comes in. <laughs> anybody that provided come, provided they came in. Anybody that comes in knows that is on the show. They're pillow fort people. Yeah, they're yeah. either on the show or they know about everything that we do. They're so. pillow biters. Yeah, J Mo is the last person that wasn't on the show, but he's been on the show seven times probably by now. Well, he needs to be on more. He's he might he could probably start slacking. I was going to ask him to do it tonight, but uh, they're playing a gig up in Somersville. Hmm. So me and him played disc golf earlier. Today. I wonder if uh, uh, if Ben if Ben and Scott and Matt are going to form an actual band, or if they're just playing around for fun. Ben and Scott and Matt, my brother, your ben, brother Ben, and Scott Hinkle, Scott Hinkle, and Matt Kaiser. Oh, really? Have been playing together. Really? Mm-hmm. I heard about that. I told you about it. Did you? Mm-hmm. I don't remember hearing about this. Eh, it was it was an aside. It wasn't discussed really. Hmm. I don't know. That'd be neat. Ben's a really great bassist. <sighs> well, Scott's in uh, Red Audio. That's multiple side projects. All right. Everybody in Red Audio has got a side project. Because <laughs> me and J-Mo are doing, I don't even, I don't think we'll ever perform live or anything. Mm-hmm. We might. I don't know. We're going the to Fair Women? No, we're, it's going to be, I don't know what we're going to call it. Mm-hmm. It's either going to be Dutch Onward and the Dirty Shame because all the songs are going to be written by me or it's just going to be called The Dirty Shame. Hmm. So, whatever. He'll get an arranging and a, and a producer credit unless we come up with a song together or he comes up with one without me. I don't care. What about the filthy embarrassment? That doesn't sound like the type of music I play. <laughs> that sounds like a... Dirty, it's a, it's an allegory. It's a, it's a yeah, it synonym is, for Dirty Shame. It is sort of that. Filthy embarrassment. But, the, but it sounds more like a metal thing. Yeah, okay. And yeah. this is going to be a ukulele-based record. Well, that makes it that much funnier. It's not going to be a ukulele-based <laughs> record. There will probably be ukulele on it, though, yeah. at some point. I mean, I have a ukulele. It sounds cool. But I don't know. I don't know how much it will be ukulele-based. Mm. A couple of the songs were written on the ukulele a, a the long uke. time ago. But yeah, we're doing it. We got together last week and last Sunday and uh, 
went over some stuff and decided which songs would be worth recording and which wouldn't. Mm-hmm. At least made some decisions in that in that vein. I want this one uh, to be decidedly at least a little bit more joyful than the last one I did because every one of those songs Wouldn't be was hard. just an absolute downer. And in the words of Bad Cop, Bad Cop, nobody likes a fucking downer. I mean, it's true. It was All the songs were just sad. We can't play them anymore, probably not. I don't know. They're, uh, it's, they're I mean, fairly popular. They're so. on an independent label, but it just depends on who owns, who distributes he owns for that. that and distributes. Oh, well, maybe we could. Yeah. I'm sure we could pay play Fat Records. I mean, they, it's possible, but if like Warner Brothers distributes their their music, like we couldn't play the new Batman trailer or whatever because Warner Brothers. Because what about fair use laws? We can play <laughs> bits of the song. We try. I've no, tried. I'm saying we can play bits of things. We can play bits of things, and you can play up to a certain amount and you know? talk over top of them and stuff. Right. Um. That's what they did. They muted some things. Well, like they muted a lot of things. Because like, I was just thinking about playing the new Spider-Man movie in its entirety. Like <laughs> the new minute. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't even watched it yet. No, I was just talking about just going and recording the movie and playing it on the show. You know, that's not a terrible idea. <laughs> I don't see why that would get us in trouble. Actually, it's your copy. You paid for the ticket to get in. Yeah. I don't see how that's, yeah, that's, the, bad the, that's the way they'll see that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way. Yeah. They'll they'll either Disney ru- seems to be really forgiving. It'll either ruin or confirm one of the one of the biggest cliffhangers <laughs> in cinematic history. Oh, which cliffhanger is that? Because if watched all three Spider Men are in it, oh, they're one hundred sixty percent. I'd say they're going to be in it. I watched the Spider Man three last night. The um, bully Mag- bully McGraw, the the Tobey Maguire one. Yes, Oof. it's a lump of shit. It is even Sam, even Sam Raimi said it was a lump of shit. Ooga. <laughs> I was like, God <laughs> damn. Adi, adi, adi. I was like, son <laughs> bitch. They had everything they needed to do, and they didn't do any of it. No. <laughs> like, everybody Nobody sucked. wanted to do it. Every- Even Sam Raimi didn't want to do it. Why'd they do it? Money? And that... F- <laughs> or to lose the rights. To- it was the rights, I think. they. I think it was... You know, and they thought the story had been told. Because Spider-Man 2 is arguably... Top five comic book movies of all time. It's very good. First one's very good. Alfred Molina is fucking amazing. The first one had that great song with Chad Kroger. Um, <laughs> Josie. Uh, it had him. It had him. Spider Man posing in front of that flag. Yeah, it's it like, was great. But but they recreated that in Homecoming. I noticed that. I'm sure they did. Uh, Blitz Creek Bop was playing, and then he was up looking at something, and the American flag was waving behind him. Mm-hmm. I'm pro America, of course, but you know, it's I'm anti America. Okay. Let's let that sit. Sure. No, let's keep it. Going. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm not, I'm I'm extremely pro America, yeah. but I'm pro I'm anti government. That's what I'm anti. Well, I mean, I think everybody should be. Well, I think Sam Harris put it. Sam Harris is somebody who I usually, you know, will, you know, look at what he has to say, and usually I agree with what he says. And one of the things he said, nobody either currently or past at this table would agree with the statement, but I think he made a good statement. He said, the best thing the United States government ever did was create a monopoly on violence. And he said that because if you really think about it, he said, that means that, you know, people can't just go around killing each other in the streets because they don't have the monopoly. He said, that is a good thing when you think about it now, but he said, you can take it in different directions and it could not be a good thing. But he said, in, uh, until very recently in America, I think th- th- this was the gist of what he's saying. That was a, a great idea. So, 
You and, know? and I can see the wheels turning in your head trying to find the, the flaw in that logic, and there is lots of flaws, well, but it is Sam Harris. Yeah. I don't like that they're allowed to to aggress upon me, and I'm not allowed to fight back. without. And if I get injured or killed in that fighting back, everything's good. Well, you that's know? the thing. He's saying that it's a blanket thing. It's for everybody. So, therefore, everybody has to play on the same rules. I think that's the gist of it. Makes sense. It's a, it is a good point, you know. When used properly. Yes. But again, I'm anti-state. It's a whole thing that, like, I cannot stand that I have to pay personal property tax to pay these fucking That's cops silly. That's that silly. show up and shrug their shoulders when something happens because they can't do anything. Well, I mean, they're steroids. They they got to afford their steroids somehow. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. I don't want <laughs> not jacked cops running around. God knows all the cops in West Virginia are all fucking physical goddamn specimens. Oh, they are. Every single one of them looks just like specimens Lou Ferrigno. Of what? <laughs> they look like fucking lab specimens. They look like fucking amoebas, fucking fat pricks, except for the troopers. The troopers are usually in pretty good shape. Yeah. Anyway, I guess we I should. just can't stand the way their their hats always sit forward or over yeah, their eyes. I'm like design. Even like though that. I wear my ball caps like that, yeah. I can't stand when it's I'm like and seeing those those neck garters on the back where the where the fucking yeah. hat sits. Can't get rained on for God's sake. You can. Mm, let's play this. I wear a hard hat, so I get rained on. Mm. Episode 362. We're doing it. Me and Chuck. Elena has queefed out the child. Just one fell queef. And there it is. A new life in the world. Yeah. She's cute. Yeah. It worked out. Yeah. Very purple. I bet they will all. I think they're all that way. No, she was exceptionally purple. I mean, that's not, but some kids are like that. Annie was purple. Annie was I think I was pretty baby. purple whenever I was yeah. baby. Some babies look, you know, look, they look different. They don't look as, their their capillaries aren't as, you know. I think it's a sign that the birth was, you know, wasn't difficult, but wasn't easy. You know what? She went into labor, like she said. 9.30 p.m. And then she had the baby. Like She said at 6 in the morning, the water broke. But I guess the labor doesn't officially start until it starts to suck. Right. <laughs> like, I guess when the pain starts, that's when labor starts. I don't know. I still haven't asked any questions, like if they she took any drugs or anything. I can't wait to dive into that. Yeah. I thought about taking my mobile stuff up to him, but I'm going to leave him alone for a while. I didn't even ask Aaron to play disc golf today. Mm. And I was just up the road from his house. Well, I mean, they're it's a thing. The dynamic has changed. Oh yeah, and I mean, it's just the way it is. So I know their their thinking will change. Oh yeah, on many things. So I mean, we'll have conversation. We'll we'll start having conversations about kids, you know, because because of Annie. So anyway, things about a week old now. Yeah, everything's wonderful. Apparently, mm-hmm. very healthy. <laughs> Seven pounds. Didn't even hear about it until the next day while I was at work. I was so shocked that Aaron didn't go into freakout mode and 
I, I think that's I think that's the moment you become a man. I think you at least have to suspend it. You know, I yeah. Annie Annie's birth was difficult to, to put it mildly. The cord right. trap around her neck, it was bad. You know, um, I didn't break until Annie was in the incubator, and I knew she was going to be okay. I almost had an emotional collapse. So it was it was tough. Elena must be a very efficient child grower because it's two weeks early and everything seems fine. I guess two weeks. In two weeks. It's, in, it's, it's a. It's like it's a, four. It's a guesstimate. Yes. It's it's not. Day. It's not like. Well, nine months. This is the day. You know. Yeah. It's, some kids stay in for like almost an extra month. I mean, it's just. That's wild. Yeah, it is. Mm. And um, I think they're going to do. I think they're going to be very good at it. I think they're probably going to have like five. She's going to be very busy over the next few years. They, I bet they have th- at least three. No, I, I think they're going to have one. One? They seem like a one-kid couple to me. I mean, because they're going to... It's possible. ...lavish on this kid and, you know... I'm betting three. Only children have a better success rate in life. You might be right about that. I don't know. No, it's pretty... It's, uh, it's studies have been shown as... Only children or kids separated by so many years, you know, where you can focus on each kid individually. If you have a bunch of kids at once, people get lost in the shuffle. That's you know? definitely true. Yeah. It is 100% true. Mm-hmm. I was the youngest of five. So, yeah, I was, uh, I was the middle of three. So I was always lost. By the time they got to me, everything was. Well, you were the baby, though. So yeah. you actually got more attention than. Not really. No. Because I wasn't a problem. Mm hmm. And yeah, I'm the living embodiment of that because I was the problem kid. Like I, the, the trauma hit me hardest, and um, you know, and my, I mean, they were at every ball game or anything, but I was kind of allowed. Uh, there was kind of no rules. I was, I was every weekend in high school. I was gone, mm-hmm. and I could come back whenever I wanted to. There was no, you know, no, I wasn't monitored or anything. You just do whatever I wanted. And right. Luckily, I didn't do anything bad. Well, again, people like that too. Um, learning self reliance is, you know, golden. It's one of the most important things in life. And and now I don't want to be around other people. I don't either. I, like I think about uh, getting a girlfriend. I'm like, yeah, but she'd like be here and like want to watch different shows than me. And I don't and like just just milk me and leave. That's kind of <laughs> kind of how I feel about it. <laughs> You know? it says romance is dead. Yeah, milk me and leave. Yeah, just get the demons out and then go on your way. All right, grab a candy bar on your way out and there's good a, day. There's a selection. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I like being with a person, but the person I'm with is a person that you know. The best description I was ever given was. Uh, it's like being alone, but you're with somebody uh-huh. because they're in the other room and you like that they're in the other room, but you don't have to be, you know, with each other the whole time. And, you know, that's actually a great thing. It's passing each other in the hallway and holding hands for a second and going your way. That's a beautiful thing. I love it, actually. That would annoy me. I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't want another person here <laughs> most of the time. Well, I mean, I don't know. Uh, It depends. You know, I've, I've had some people, you know, 
I was, I was with a person. Of course, I was a different person then. I was way more immature. And um, we were like sickeningly irresponsibly in love. It was <clears throat> <clears throat> looking back, it was not healthy. Obsessed with each other? Yes. Totally gay for each other. Um, yeah. Hey, they're announcing the husband tonight. Isn't that neat? No, I don't care. I couldn't tell you who won the last 10 husbands. I don't really. I mean, I've tuned out of everything pretty much. Um, I have pretty much. I've decided that, uh, you know, this, you'll be a fan of this, that the American state is not going to survive very much longer. Like we're, we're in a different downward spiral. Like, um, we have people who are openly, you know, rebelling against the government and, you know, um, no faith in our leaders. People are getting elected or have no business being elected, you know, things like that. So, I mean, most of the time, <clears throat> the people who are getting elected have no business being elected. I disagree. I, I think even though, even if they're crooked, which they're going to be, they still have a modicum of skill at governing. There's a difference between being a shit and still being able to govern and just being a shit and an idiot. See, there's there's a massive difference there. And the people we're getting where they're they're electing now are just shits and idiots. They some of them haven't graduated high school, you know. So that's not a requirement to serve in Congress. It should be. I'm saying that you need to have shown that you can accomplish something, not just stir up the rabble and then have them put you in office. You know, there was a guy that got elected in, I want to say Pennsylvania. It might be New Jersey or something. One of those States Mm -hmm. that, uh, he couldn't afford to pay his personal property tax. And they took his, his, uh, his house. Mm -hmm. So he just put his name on the ballot for a write in candidate. And, Scrounged up the money to get on the ballot. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a write in. He scrounged up the money and he beat the incumbent by a lot without advertising. Well, that's where that's where we also come to in, in the whole sordid mess we're in is that people are now being elected because because of their opposition to those things. And don't get me wrong, I get it. I get why you don't want those people in there anymore. I'm upset with it. I'm upset with the fact that our government is so crooked and all that stuff, and it is nauseating after a while. But that is literally, it's not even throwing the baby out with the bathwater. That's shooting the baby in the head and then throwing it out with the bathwater. That just doesn't make any fucking sense to the people we're electing. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, you know, people, Lauren Boebert is a certifiable fucking idiot. I have no idea who that is. She's the Colorado candidate who... Um, she's carrying her Glock into Congress with her. She's, she's, she exists to trigger the libs. That's the people that the right is electing now. They like those people who are not qualified. They like those people who are, uh, you know, uh, visibly stupid and, and unable to do anything, you know, because they, they see that as outlier status in there. They're going to shake things up. Yeah, but not in a good way. And the and the left has their share of candidates for that as well. Um, I'd say most of them on either side are that reactions to something else. I mean, just from my personal experience, and this is somebody who is, and does, most of them are who, all actors. That's who, one thing that people. Well, who, this is from a person who does lean left, but still sees things as they are. I feel. Um, I think the right 
engages that much more. Oh, yeah. I think that they purposely yeah. elect people like, you know, your Marjorie Taylor Greene is. I think I know who that is. That's the one with the weird face. Yeah. And, and she looks like she's she's probably on PEDs. Like I'm, I'm fairly certain she is fuckable, but like no, nah, no, she'd just be so fucking neck obnoxious down. and stupid. Neck down. No, her body's great. My like bad. she's muscular and she's, you know, now but that she's you so say it, that Lauren Bobert. She's dark hair. Yeah, she's very pretty. She's very fuckable. Yeah, but I wouldn't. I one hundred percent would. No, you sit there. I couldn't say, stand her. I couldn't stand you, her long enough. You don't need to stand her. If she's sitting there, we're not. She's and she comes to you and she says, "Chuck, we're not, we're not going to talk." We're just going to get down to business. It's business time. Well, the first thing I have to do is dress up as a gun. Okay. Because she will fuck a gun. Yeah. I put up a post on Instagram that. that I thought was pretty funny. I said, this woman would legitimately have sex with a gun. And I think that in her mind, she thinks the babies, the issue of that, will look like little RoboCops. Hmm. Hey. Which would be cool. That would be very cool. Yeah, don't get me wrong. And now I'm writing a Paul Verhoeven movie <laughs> in my head. <laughs> I'm just saying that it's, you know, um, that is very cool. Yeah. I mean, but she's mm. that. I said, she's so stupid. She doesn't understand my how friend, these things work. We are writing a Black Mirror episode. Okay. So a gun becomes sentient. How do we make that happen in the story? That's easy. <laughs> um <laughs> I mean, but how would I mean? It, how, what kind of gun would it have to be? What's would the have coolest to, looking gun? Would it have to be a robotic munition of some kind? See, I'm a fan of the old school 357 or 44. No, it's that kind of gun. It can't become sentient. It's too mechanical. Well, it's not large enough. You, that's no, there's no threat to that. It's going to lay on the ground. Hey, I'm going to kill everybody. You're not going to. Okay, you, so we need something that's on the back of a truck. That that's you, what I was saying. <laughs> a munitions weapon, okay. which is a smart weapon, which gains sentience. You know. Okay. Where are you on a tank? We're um, spitballing ideas here. I like what's happening. That's uh, <laughs> it's happened with helicopters. Okay, um, Blue Thunder. I think the the helicopter gained sentience or something like that. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it's just silly. Um, I mean, we're writing a screenplay, right dude. Now. I can write that. We're doing it. Give me. I'm. I'm. I've actually got. Do you uh, want to make a billion dollars? Ben Shapiro has a movie studio. If you can set aside some of your ethics, <laughs> not possible. We could do. We could make uh, an awesome action movie where guns and tanks become sentient, but then they're and all, take out the libs. Right. Well, there you go. I mean, it would have to be something. Um, no, I've got five pages of the uh, of registration written. Good. So, how do you squeeze a sentient gun into that? I mean, it doesn't really fit set in the 80s. Okay, we'll do something else then. Um, I guess we'll start from scratch on sentient, sentient guns. guns. I mean, you have to break it down, chew it down to its to its to its core principle. What is it? It's a sentient weapon of some kind. They've already done it a few times. Terminator, Robocop, yeah, same yeah, thing. Yeah, nothing original there. Only well, we need to, to be rehashed. We needed to fuck Marjorie Taylor or Lauren Boebert. That one. Yeah, we needed to have sex with her. Well, no, I'll just write a thing where Lauren Boebert is the savior of right leaning mankind. The Skynet. Well, no, no, no. In this situation. Well, no. Okay, the left would be the heroes in this because it's Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So, of course, Lauren Boebert would be the Antichrist birther. So, the thing about it was is that. The right, which is, of course, owns Cyberdyne Systems and Skynet, would send a Terminator back in time to fuck her with its seed. So she and it would reveal to her what it is, and she would get so hot for it. He'd just it'd be like, you know, I can't do a good on a sword thing. He's like, I'm a sentient gun. I'm a sentient gun. And her pants would be, you know, she, her ha- pants would be down before, you know, un. Her pants would disintegrate from being so wet. Exactly. 
Now, where does Jesse the Body Ventura fit in? Where this? doesn't he fit he in? He fits this? in every place I can think of. <laughs> can we bring Roddy Piper back to life? Um, no, but we can get the entire cast of um, uh, Maximum Overdrive to get together and do that because that is one th- that assembled. Yes, it, it is the Moneyball version of <laughs> Roddy, Roddy Piper. <laughs> <laughs> They're rec- recreating Roddy Roddy Piper in the aggregate. <laughs> okay, money. This is going to be a long title. We be- uh, hopefully beat this Moneyball version of Roddy Roddy Piper. R R P. I'll remember that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good joke. Yeah, that's pretty good stuff. <laughs> the Moneyball version. That's great. That's good stuff. <laughs> uh, we have fun. Yeah. Um, trying to think of happier news. Um, the Ghislaine Maxwell trial is on is happening, and uh, I just want to say I think she's innocent, not because of evidence or anything like that. It's because she's hot. She's a pretty hot lady, Ghislaine Maxwell. No, it's a good looking broad. That's a handsome woman. She's got a great set of tits. Oh, she's tall. Looks like she works out. British, British. Yeah. Owned by the Mossad and perhaps the CIA. I like every bit of her. Uh, you think the Mossad has a hand in that one as well? I think so. The Mossad is uh, Israel's intelligence, right? Yes. I, that's what I've been hearing from my sources. Which Now is they need something to do Twitter. after all the Nazis are dead. Yeah. yeah. You know that there was a plot. Uh, there was a plot by um, an Israeli group to kill six million Germans in response to the Holocaust. And they were going to poison them. That doesn't surprise me even slightly. Um, I wouldn't. I, I, I wouldn't have taken it amiss at that point. You know, that's Ghislaine, baby. Check her out. Not bad, huh? You're. I can see you're taken aback by them fucking knockers. Oh my god. You're in love too. Innocent, right? Sure. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> From that picture alone, the picture of innocence. And she's got to be in her fifties, there, forties or fifties. She's in her early sixties. Yeah. So, but in this picture, it might be fifteen years ago. All right. Yep. Where'd you hear about this plot? Uh, it's real. It um, it happened just after World War II. Um, I'm going to search Israeli plot. Plot. There's actually a uh, Hebrew word for it. A cod or something like that. To, to kill six million Germans. Plan A dramatizes a real plot to kill millions of Germans as payback for the Holocaust. God, this Times of Israel wrote, uh, this is an article from Times of Israel from November 19th, 2021. Yeah. Okay, so there's a movie they're making about the real plot. That will be awesome. That will be awesome. Because then that throws everybody's morality into a a tailspin. Mm -hmm. Should six million people die eye for an eye for at least being complicit with what the Nazis did? I don't know self-preservation. I mean, because it's it's not going to be it's going to be a lottery of there's far more than six million Germans. Mm-hmm. So you know, some of these people are going to be in, in innocent women and children. But that's the thing with them. You know, understandably so. If I saw my daughter dragged off, I can't even finish. But you know, yeah, I know what you mean. If you saw if 
you're not the one that you actually have, but a hypothetical mm. one. Well, no, I'm putting my daughter into okay. it. Like if I had to look at that and especially imagining my daughter as a baby. Well, for one thing, I would have been the Jewish Wolverine. I am killing every man I can lay my fucking hands on. I'm ripping your, your throat out with my teeth. You are going to have to kill me, you know, right there. And I'm going to make you kill her before you kill me. You know what I mean? It's because be a problem. Exactly. Um, I'm not saying that some of them didn't fight. Nakam, that's the name. Yeah. Nakam. Um, but I'm saying with me, I know me. And I know how I would be in that situation. You know, I would be, it'd be one of those things where I scare myself sometimes about what I would do over my daughter. You know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I think it's uh, the pent-up rage I have in me, but it's not. But because my daughter means everything to me, literally, then that gets a channel where it's just like all the stuff that I've suffered in all my life comes out in that, and it's going to be horrifying. You know, so um, it'd be like the thing uh, at the end of Moby Dick where um, they're describing Captain uh, Melville is describing Captain Ahab trying to kill Moby Dick. And he, one of the lines is, if his he if his ch- uh, chest had been a cannon, he would have shot his heart upon it hmm. to kill. Just done everything, clawing it, beating it, trying to do whatever he can. You know, that's. that's I mean, and just the. I've been I've been dipping a lot into Nazi stuff lately, like the 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 reasons behind, you know, how that happened, the psychology and all that stuff very closely mirrors what's happening i mean it's uh it's different here because we're a different makeup but the tactics are still the same um things when people are able to look at something when they're able to look at something black and say it's white then you've got them and they're willing to do that you know the but i mean but more so on the right side but the left side as well you know uh and I'm saying that's neither neither part is good for society. No. But I'm saying that the right are violent, extremely violent, way more violent than the left. The left thinks they're violent by smashing some windows and burning some stuff. No, the left, the right has guns, and they will, and they they know they yeah, and they will use them. Mm-hmm. Um, if it comes down to an actual civil war, it's going to be Miami versus Notre Dame in '88. Yeah. Or eighty seven, maybe. Whenever they ran the score up, yeah, yeah, it's going to be that. Is that convicts versus convicts versus criminals? Yeah, yeah, is the first one. I mean, con- no, what Catholics versus convicts? Yeah, there's actually a, a thirty for thirty about that. Oh, I'm definitely going to watch that because I watched the. It's U fucking the other night. great. Yeah, I watched the U the oh, other night, God. brother. I forgot how much I loved watching them play back in the day. I forgot how much I loved to hate them because I fucking despise Miami. I didn't root for them, but goddamn, they were fun. They were good. Don't I mean, they were a great football team, but I was a WVU fan. WVU yeah. was one of the few stumbling blocks back those days. WVU beat them in 88 and um, 93. 93. They tore the goalpost down in 93, I think. Yeah. Yeah, probably. We might have been at Miami in '88. Yeah, there wasn't in that movie. There wasn't a whole lot of highlights of them against us. Right. There was just one where one guy was dancing over top of one of our guys. <laughs> well, I remember one of the greatest things I've ever seen happen to a Miami player is I think it was Avon Coburn got a pass in the flat. Quincy Wilson. Quincy Wilson and turned it up and knocked a guy down and stepped on his head as he went over. Yeah. And that is the the worst thing you do to Miami player because they have this. 
real shitty think that they're thing that they're you know invincible and all that stuff. They're just uh, they're still lost that game. But my God, what a catch! I know, and what a fucking run! And and that and Quincy Wilson can use that against that guy. And if they became friends later, something's like, hey, let's watch this over. He's got the post. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) that guy went on to be a forget who it was, Merriweather. He was in the NFL for quite a while. Oh, he was good, but he wasn't strong enough on that Not day. that day. Not that day. We still lost the game, though, so that's good. WU was, a, I would say, a physically stronger football team, but we didn't have the just, the sheer talent. I mean, they were so fucking just, talented. Just whenever they locked down that recruiting base there in, in Miami State, what yeah. they called it, it the, they only lost because they beat themselves. Right. Especially uh, that one, those three seasons in a row. Uh, what, I think 87, 88, and 89, maybe. They won one national championship. Then they go and play Penn State for the national championship. And um, Vinny Testaverde threw like six interceptions just because he thought his guy would get there first. Right. And he didn't. And they outgained him three to one. Mm-hmm. They held him to like under 200 yards of total offense, but they kept throwing interceptions. Right. And then the next year, I think they won. They won the national title. I was like, Jesus Christ. They loved beating Notre Dame. There was a whole bunch of shit about them running up the school in Notre Dame, and their players were like, if you look through history, look at all the teams that Notre Dame has beat by 50, 60 right, points, right. and they want to get mad at us for, for scoring some points on right. them. You got to stop us. That's kind of always how I always felt. And they – like. Um, Jimmy, I guess Jimmy was the coach then. Yeah. He said, I put my second string players in there. What am I going to tell them not to play? Uh, yeah, play. that's, I remember. Yeah. I mean, it was, put the third string players in and they kept doing it. So, yeah. I mean, maybe don't throw the ball. But <laughs> yeah, let's, yeah, but you got to get that some, clock running. You, you know? got to give your guys some uh, experience in case somebody gets hurt. Right. But who was getting a shot at a quarterback back then, you know? Right. Against Miami. Jesus Christ. I know, dude. Everybody on their team ended up playing in the NFL, it seems like. 14 years in a row, Except they the had. 14 years in a row, they had a first round. He couldn't round. make it in the CFL. No. Like 14 years in a row, they had a first round draft pick in each class like jesus fuck yeah they Christ. were tough man tough ball team i'm gonna watch the u part two tonight i think i'm, I'm which is the for a the 2000 i'm gonna catch up on the wheel of time i feel like i should do that too it's actually they say it's actually turned into a good show that's what i'm told yeah Every, everybody says don't compare it to game of thrones because they're completely different uh, they're well they are i mean in this in the in the wheel of time world magic is commonplace it's not commonplace, but it is a thing more people know than well. It, and it's more. Uh, it's not an, a manipulation of outside forces. It's a manipulation of inside forces. A thing you have inside yourself, right? It's all the difference. So, um, you know, it's uh, there's that whole thing and the one power, and then all the things the one power can do, and you know the different races, and the fact that the world is. It's just a different world. Uh, Game of Thrones hues so closely. It's a different world. <laughs> it hues so closely to um, to European medieval. This is a little yeah. bit more wide open. Yeah, they try to incorporate a lot of things, which I appreciate. Um, I just don't. I don't know if it, I don't never. I never got the impression of, of this world being that, and I know we're in the, in the time we're in, but. The population is so diverse at all times. I'm like, that is not the way people are. 
you're going to have people who are going to settle in different areas. Ironically, the one group of people who aren't going to be, and the, and they're going to, they might get called on this. I don't care. Oh. Stick to your guns. The Aiel are all white with red hair. They need to stick to that because that's that establishes the story with Rand. Rand is the Dragon Reborn. I've only seen one episode, so I don't know who that is. He's the one kid with the red hair, the curly okay. red hair. That's Randall Thor. Randall Thor is the Dragon Reborn. Spoiler alert, anybody's watching the show. If you don't know that by now, you know, because they snuck in this thing, it can be a man or woman. That was a mistake. They did that for force inclusivity reasons. I don't care. You know, it, it happened. The Dragon Reborn is by necessity a man because he has to cleanse the male half of the true source side in. So therefore, he has to wield it. That is the only thing that makes sense. So, you know, you can't have a woman embracing Sidar, which is the woman, the the female side of the true source, and do you just can't that the, the two are not interrelated. They're opposite sides of a coin that never see each other. So, you know, it's um, I don't know. I, I didn't like that. I I, I do think they're going to stick to the fact that the Aiel are all going to be white and redheaded, um, all tall, very large people. Um, lanky or more uh, lanky, but yeah. some of them are like Ruark and uh, and Bale. This other clan chief, Bale, is huge. He's like the way he's described. He's probably damn near seven feet tall and probably weighs three hundred fifty plus. He's a giant of a man. Um, Big pile of sex. He has three wives. Um, the they are going to make the Aiel homosexual, I believe, in some ways, but not effeminate at all mm-hmm. that's because that's gonna and i'm okay with that are they you know? gonna show them having gay sex see that's the thing about the wheel of time the wheel of time is one of those fantasies it's the old old style fantasy where sex was never even described not one time in all the series um but in today's climate, they're going to have to do something. Sure. So that's that's you know that was one of the complaints that people had. Like, well, this is a lot. This is trying to be more like Game of Thrones. It's like, guys, you don't understand. That it has to be that way to a certain degree because reading the books are so one dimensional when it comes to that stuff. You have to um, put that stuff in there because you're you got to sex carries people's attention. So you have to keep putting that in there. Um, it's like the one casting I didn't agree with in Game of Thrones. I think the only casting I disagreed with um, was Renly Baratheon. The gay kid? Yeah, who, Robert's and Stannis' yeah. brother. In the book, Renly is younger Robert. Big, strapping, handsome. You they know, made him sort of floofy. And no. Yeah, well, again, yeah, they made him smaller and more, more, yes, and slightly more effeminate and not as... But he's still tough. Right. Well, you never really see him fight. That's true. Now that I think about it. Renly fought in the... He was on the... Uh, in the on the joust, Mm-mm. didn't he joust? You're thinking of the Night of the Flowers. You're I am think- thinking of him. Never mind. You're, yeah, it's uh, um, Tyrell. It, this is this is his lover, Renly. Renly uh, was a skilled fighter, but he not nearly as skilled as Robert or Stannis. But his capacity, he wanted to be a king. He would have been a great king. Everybody loved him. Okay, I see Renly now. Yeah, very cute. Well, but in, I mean, they didn't make the choice to break out of the mold and say, hey, let's make this guy, you know, big, you know, dashing, strapping, handsome guy, you know what I mean? And, and also make him gay. And also the fact that they made him ashamed of it in the book. Yeah, he's 
in the book, he didn't, he didn't get like uh, uh, one of the best lines he is, and it was actually a pretty good line by Stannis. Um, they're discussing Marjorie Tyrell, and you know she was a piece, huh? Well, and that Marjorie Tyrell, yeah, uh, she she's cute. Natalie Dormer's cute, but um, she not, always looks like she's up to something. I think that's why they very catty. You know, yeah, her face very cat like. I mean, it was, her face looks like she's got like she knows something we don't know, right? And it's not good. Um, but they're discussing Marjorie Tyrell and, uh, you know, Renly says, well, you'll be pleased to know that, you know, she came to my bed a virgin and, uh, Stanton said, well, in your bed, she's likely to stay that way. You know, he tried to hit him <laughs> and Renly shrugs it off and chuckles. He's just like, you're not going to hit me with that. I don't care. You know, it's like, I don't like pussy. I mean, he's not, well, I think he's more of a bisexual kind of, um, well, no, he, he's not, he's actually all gay because he, all gay, all gay, <laughs> all the way gay. Um, you know, but he's and and it's like this big open secret, and you know, it's not and it's and then people and then in the show is like a scandal. Nobody gives a shit. You know, in in that world, it's open secrets like that are all the time. I I enjoyed the way that homosexuality was dealt with in in the Game of Thrones books. Mm-hmm. The way that the, the homosexuality issue in uh, Wheel of Time, the books was not discussed. It did not happen. There were no homosexuals. So, but was anybody fucking in that book anyway? Somebody mentioned their wife or whatever, but there wasn't like sex scenes, right? No, definitely not. So it doesn't. The closest thing that came to it is that uh, Perrin, who I don't like what they did with this character. Um, I hope I might be able to tune back in and, and like it again. But um, Perrin met this woman, and she talked about scratching his back or something like that. You know, it's just you know some kind of allusion to it. You know, and um, I think it's going to be a good show. Uh, you know, you got to get let it get its legs. You know, and but Game of Thrones is just it's 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 hard right to compare it. It was the yeah, it's it's, incompar- it's incomparable. Even though if you go back and watch season one, you have to admit that there are moments where it does not it does not the the budget was obviously less than what they could do in later times. So even in season two, there's a few of those moments. Um, I don't know. I mean, I just uh, I'm waiting for um tad williams to be adapted that has to be done there, there's it's it's huge i mean it has to be memory sorrow and thorn is just you know it, it has to be uh probably a series of some sort too, oh absolutely right? it's, it's much too large to put into uh put into just a, a movie um but like i said you know you're going to probably have to cgi the sithy and the norns and also uh troll Benebic, who's about this tall, the troll people ride little, he rides a wolf and then the other ones ride rams. Like he's one of the only people to ride a wolf. So um, that's one of the greatest scenes ever is that Simon and Benebic are being chased and they, by these giant dogs, by the Norns have these dogs. And it's one of the coolest scenes. Um, they're, they can't run anymore. So Benebic says, we have to find the high ground. And he finds it. And he's like, all right, we have to make our stand here. So he's like, he gives Simon a couple arrows. And then um, he he says he has Simon hold Kentucky, which is the wolf. He's like, hold her until I say, let her go. Because he's like, if she gets away and, and attacks them, they're going to gang up on her and kill her, you know, really quickly. He thinks they're going to die anyway. So they get there and he's like, now Simon, let her go. And she takes off and hits the lead dog, bowls them over and they're snapping and going at each other. And then Benedict grabs his knife and jumps in there and fucking right with them, like fighting and fighting the dog with the wolf, you know, and it's one of the best scenes. Um, Apparently some 
they started some things with Tad Williams, unless it's just a completely different guy, but it, only two things. Other Land was started. I remember like that. In, in mm-hmm. pre, pre-production. Pre-production mm-hmm. and Tail Chaser's song. If that, but that was his first book. That's about cats. Yeah. It's good. I would be I would be satisfied with that, you know. Okay, that that's a thing. It's a Going thing. Here, they got a cover for it. A young tomcat named Tail Chaser leaves the comfort of our world for a mysterious forest where the cat cares. Where the cat he cares for most is goes missing. Hushpad was her name. Let me It's a it's actually a show? I don't know if it ever got made, but there's a IMDb input for it. In development. Okay, so it's animation, fantasy. Yeah. If this takes off the way it should, then that'll set Tad Williams up as somebody that can be cinematic. And then if producers haven't started looking around for the rights for Memories of Aaron Thorne yet, they're fucking stupid. They are missing out, you know. I mean, they Especially were doing for like an HBO Max or somebody to get behind oh, something man. like that. When they Amazon, Amazon has the money to do it with complete CGI. Yeah, they do. I mean, and that could be the one. I, I hate to break it to him, but Wheel of Time is not going to break them. Wheel of Time is going to be good and it's going to be a, a hit, but it's not going to approach what Game of Thrones is because the source material isn't as good as Game of Thrones. You could say you could make lots of cases that the source material for Memories of Thorn is better than Game of Thrones in some ways. It's different. It's got a different, you know, it's got an immortal race to deal with that are very colorful and all kinds of stuff. And so, and they're cool cities, the way their cities are set up are very alien looking. That would be great sets, you know, lots, lots, uh, one, one place where they have, they have a, um, a tent and it looks like silk and then it flaps its wings. It's butterflies. Mm. These butterflies have covered this place and then all their wings whispering together, create this. Simon, Simon gets lost in this place. Not gets lost. He gets lost, and then they find him, and he brings him into this city. And it's it's a city where they have cloth wrapped around trees to make different rooms. I mean, it's very impermanent, Hmm. you know. And and it's so the descriptions of it are so great, but also the scary moments of those are are terrifying. Like they're as good as anything Stephen King ever wrote, you know. So it's um, Hmm. I can't wait. Eventually, somebody's going to get to Somebody it. will. We'll be in our 60s, but uh, yeah, probably. maybe we'll be retired and be able to just really sit back and enjoy Hell, if registration takes off or something might happen, yeah. I might be the one to do it. That'd be great. Yeah. If you could be the screenwriter. That'd what be kind it. of a budget are you looking at for that? You want to do a GoFundMe or just hope people... Oh, registration? Yeah. Um, a GoFundMe would be nice. Um, James... If you need me as an actor, I'll do it for free. Sure. I'm not I don't know if I'm any good at acting. I've never really tried it. I've done one voiceover thing too. Cuz I did the uh, impression of uh Alex Jones for another podcast. Oh, did time. you? Yeah. <laughs> um the the scenario was um the New World Order forced a hurricane in inland to NC State Stadium to keep uh, Will Greer from having a career game and being in the running for the Heisman. And I was uh, I was Alex Jones explaining that. I think I remember that. Yeah, it was like right after we started this. Right. Maybe a year after. <laughs> it was a pretty good impression, yeah. to be quite honest. You, you are pretty good impressions. Um, you want to see my uh, my impression of um, Christopher Walken? I'm sure. <clears throat> hey, I'm I'm Christopher Walken. <laughs> it's, it's, it's natural. That's what everybody does. Hey, <laughs> look at me. <laughs> You're watching my ass. 
I don't like ghosts. They're spooky. <laughs> They're spooky. <laughs> <laughs> they engage in spooky behavior. I got a, uh, I got a um, Robert De Niro that's pretty good. Yep. Yeah, he's just making a face, folks. That's what's happening. Not bad. <laughs> Heard some things. Heard some things. <laughs> <laughs> I got a uh, Robin Williams. Oh, oh, look at there. Mm. Oh. <laughs> now what you talking about? <laughs> That's essentially what Robin Williams did. I don't like... Remember I, that summer I spent as Robin Williams' jumping off point? <laughs> <sighs> politics. Oh, politics. Oh, oh, he's over here and he's over here and the black guy's over there. What's going on here? <laughs> politics. <laughs> <laughs> I like... Robin Williams as an actor. Tremendous. Amazing actor. Goodwill Hunting, One Hour Photo, Good Morning Vietnam. Good Morning Vietnam. You can go back to that. Mork and Mindy. Um, no. Patch Adams. Patch Adams. It's a heartwarming tale. Set in West Virginia, I think. I know. Um, they actually raised lots and lots of money um, after that movie came out for that hospital. Multi- I guess lots of hospitals. I forget how the whole thing worked. Rob Williams is a good dude. Yeah, but I did not. I didn't care for his stand up like at all. No, it was very he's a joke thief. too frenetic, and it's just he was a, a joke thief in the way that like a songwriter, like you hear a song and it gets stuck in your head, and mm-hmm. then you go and you write a song. He would be at a stand up uh, club, and he would just because everything's so crazy mm-hmm. when he's on stage, he would accidentally do other people like bits of other people's stuff, and mm-hmm. if he got called out on it, he would give them five hundred dollars. Like oh shit, it just happens. I. I think that sometimes he would, he was a he would say things that would make me laugh. Like he was definitely clever enough to, but his his just style of comedy is like uh, just some some people's uh, Mike style. I don't like yeah. uh, Dane Cook. I can't I can't do it. I can't stand it. I used to. I don't him. think that he's a bad comedian. People yeah, people comedian. talk shit about him, but I I think that he it was in vogue to shit on Dane Cook. Yeah, it's just like Nickelback or whatever. Right, and I was fell into that for a while, but my. Hatred of him, not hatred of him. My dislike of him was genuine. Um, but he would do good jokes. Like he, he sometimes had, had a lot of good material. Um, Tim, uh, Tim Conway. Tim Conway. I don't even know if he was a stand-up comedian. Um, I don't know. He was definitely. Carol Burnett show man had had a bunch of like great people on stage. Oh yeah, uh, no, um, Jeff Foxworthy. Jeff Foxworthy is actually a very good comedian. Mm-hmm. He's got the chops, but he found out what paid. Go yeah. in front of a bunch of white people and talk about white people shit. Yeah, that's what pays the bills. So, and handsomely. Oh yeah, he's so, <laughs> very wealthy. <laughs> exactly. Um, be a Shoney's representative, you know, because Shoney's is white people. So. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I miss Shoney's. It's open back up if you want to go ruin a day sometime. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely. It's open back up in uh, in Shillian? Yeah. Or uh, Quincy, Quincy. Or wherever we want to call it. DuPont. Fuck yes. Are you kidding? We're down. We're going. Let's go ruin a day sometime. Yeah, fuck yeah. Let's go. Before we go to see uh, Spider-Man, which is coming up next week. Next week, baby. I'm pretty excited about it. I'm really excited. Where did you find that one minute? At August, I can go back in our messages and look. Yeah. I think I'm going to play that. Sure. Except for I'm not going to have it plugged in. It's 
the writer of the spider of the of the that whole suicide, i'm calling i'm that calling that squad gameplay trailers i mean looks like so much fun i know it's like doom but with a bunch of crazy shit going on um the i'm calling them now the home spider-man movies mm-hmm. the writer and director of that is so good at putting the comedy in and it being very organic you mm-hmm. know and there's plus he's got really good actors that are funny absolutely that's what i always said that's what sold had the actors not been perfect for the avengers movie and stuff none of that would have worked because it was a formula after a while you knew it was coming it didn't matter it was still funny you know like i remember the one where you know chris hemsworth is so good at it like they, he was doing the uh he's like this is where the the dark elves ooh, you know it's like it was so funny and then he, when he was the dude thor you know fat thor yeah and everybody see everybody had been together making these movies together so long that they're all buddies and, and their timing just, was just their absolutely rant. impeccable even brie larson fit in there well yeah i mean and that you would have thought that that wouldn't even her limited time on the screen with them felt good i don't know what's gonna happen man shang chi felt forced like, yeah, she tweeted something the other day with a ring with the uh, Marvel's logo on mm-hmm. it. So I think she's still in. Oh, she is. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's in production right now. The Marvel's. It's Ms. Marvel. Captain it's Marvel. Ms. Marvel. <laughs> Remember that? Mrs. Jones? It's Ms. Jones. Like, those, those jokes like in old sitcoms and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where they would correct them because they're not married or they're recently divorced. Right. Um, Ms. Romano on uh, fuck hey, up. I'm Ray Romano. <laughs> Everybody loves me. I was thinking more like a uh, Schneider on uh, one day at a time. I'm, I'm Ray's brother. Nobody loves me. <laughs> he sucked. No, not Ray's brother on the show, Brad Garrett. Ray's yeah. brother in real life. Horrible. Really? Oh, man. He's in, he's in Donnie Brasco. He's in other, he's just, he's not a good actor. You know, he's got like, I mean, it's the same with any other comedian who has billions of dollars. They'll still go up at the comedy cellar or whatever comedy club and mm-hmm. do 15 minutes for $15 just because it's a, it's a drug. Sure. It's wild. Ray Romano is not a bad comedian. Oh, he's a great, he's comedian. a very good comedian. I love him. He very definitely leaned family heavy. Yeah. Just but, like but Gaffigan. I mean, well, and Kevin James, Kevin James hardly ever curses, cusses in his show. Yeah. And he's, he's really good. Too. I love him. Don't sweat. The small stuff is still, I mean, sweat. The small stuff is still one of the best standups I've ever seen. I mean, he's, I just I love <laughs> talking about it. he's just like like well what where would you describe your fitness level as I get he said I I sweat I get winded and sweat while peeling an orange <laughs> <laughs> I relate <laughs> all right I'm gonna play this uh, okay first minute you're not gonna plug it in though I'm not gonna plug it there in. there we go so maybe it'll get by. And this was released by yes. Okay, this is this is genuine. <laughs> Have you watched this yet? No. I, oh man. <laughs> I love well, the fact the you Rogers can yes. The <laughs> They're committing, man. I love it. Now listen. that was good i love that oh we haven't discussed fucking uh into the spider verse 2 coming out oh is it 
I sent you a clip. I sent you the trailer for that. You did? Yes. Shit a dick. Let me scroll back up here. It's called Across the Spider-Verse. Across the... Uh, Oscar Isaac I, is playing Spider-Man 2099. You know what I hope they do? I hope they uh, do... They retool the Beatles song Across the Universe to make it about Across the Spider-Verse. That would Because be awesome. that's something John Lennon would approve of. Sure. They won't do that, hopefully. No. He wouldn't approve of that. Would no, he? he would hate that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> He's going to say, am I reading him wrong? <laughs> he would be so mad about that. All right, I got it here. Let's see what we got. Tap to unmute. Go full screenies. See what we got. Let's go. This is Across the Spider-Verse. Yep. I love the art style. I'm going to go home and watch this, man. I love this fucking. I'm in a, I'm a Spider-Man mode lately. Start playing the game again. Is it still fun? Oh, I never, fuck yeah! I never finished it. Well, I, it's yours. I can bring it back to you. <laughs> Whenever. I kind of like that. Oh, this song? Yeah. Yeah, I like it too. I love that first one, dude. It was so fun. It's arguably the best Spider-Man movie. Arguably. But I think the home Spider-Man movies are the most Spider-Man thing ever. As far as live action, yeah, they nail it. Yes. Spider Gwen. Spider Gwen. Spider Gwen. Gwen Stacy in um in Spider Man Three. It's um Ron Howard's daughter, Bryce Dallas Dallas. Dallas She's Howard. a smoke show, dude. Yeah. She's really a, a redhead too. Mm-hmm. I like them. I like redhead. But they made her blonde, right? Yeah, they made her blonde. Okay. Because Gwen Stacy has to be blonde. Yeah. I'll tell you about a discussion we I got into on Reddit after oh, this. No. Uh, well, I, no, I called somebody on something and uh, nobody answered me. And that usually means that they don't have anything to say. So. Spider-Man grounded? Uh, Miles Morales. I mean, that- like she's got a hood. Mm-hmm. Oh, a spam risk. You want to try this out? Give it a shot. We're going to answer the phone here. That ring is very, I don't know. Hello? Hello? Hey, this is Mary. You wanted to know when my husband launched his new money-making system? Sure did. This is the one where you can make at least $10,000 monthly without lifting a finger. I would love that. Go to noworkplan.com. Noworkplan.com. That's noworkplan.com. Okay. Oh, there's also a free webinar and free bonus show. Webinar? I'm webinar. in. I Shit. webinar. PowerPoint, I hope. Oh, and if you have no interest in making money from home, I'm no. sorry. Press 9 now and I'll never contact you again. Go to noworkplan.com no to make it at least $10,000 monthly. That's noworkplan.com. No work. She's got a West Virginia accent. She does, yeah. That's very sinister. <laughs> yeah, I know. Anyway. Oh, oh Jesus. shit. <laughs> That's awesome. They changed the animation style. Well, just in this part of it. And we get to see who grabs him here in a second. Spider-Man 2099. Voiced by Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac has gone full in Marvel. Oh, yeah. He's playing Moon Knight and he's in this. I still haven't watched Hawkeye. Pretty good. I heard it's great. I'm enjoying the shit out of it. I mean, you know, I I know that Yelena Below was in it. Um, Oh, the... Uh, yeah, Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh. Yeah. She's so hot. 
She's very muscular. Yeah, I like it. Like she's sh- you like a tank. She's not in it right off the bat. I know, but he's fighting uh, hilarious villains. Like, and he's got that girl with him, mm-hmm. Haley. And I hear they're very good together. They are very good together. Okay. She's very funny. See, I don't know. He looks like Max Mom from Always Sunny. <laughs> Somebody needs to get on that. I've never seen them in the same place at the same time. <laughs> Um, apparently the kingpin mm-hmm. is going to be in it, um, which should be D'Onofrio. Yes, it's definitely going to be D'Onofrio. Um, Daredevil is going to be in Spider Man, I think. So uh, he's um, going to be the lawyer, I believe. Yeah. Um, uh, D'Onofrio uh, put out a tweet the other day congratulating Charlie Cox for being cast as daredevil yeah. in the mcu so isn't it so crazy how we it's all these things these things that could go either way and that's why if the other two spider-man aren't in this movie it's going to tank the movie yeah, they'll already not to money. me no it, not it to could me. be great right without doing it exactly but if they're not in it after all the things they've said and being coy about it, especially when tom holland the other day said your fan theories probably aren't true or are they? I'm like, he said he's got he's on a group chat with Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Yes. What the fuck? Don't do that. Unless, that's like unless, that's like the Quicksilver thing. That's like the Quicksilver thing. Do not do that to me again. I was so fucking mad and it almost sank the entire show for me. And One Division got the AFI uh, best show of the year. Yeah. Great TV show, man. One Division. Marvel has gone in two di- directions for me. There's the Eternals direction. Which which Shang Chi is not there, but definitely not there. Shang Chi was an enjoyable kung fu movie that uh, I would have never watched if it wasn't involved in Marvel. Exactly, but it was a fun little kung fu movie that I'll never watch again. And I hope he gets killed off so I don't have to see him in Avengers. No, I like him. He's a nice guy. I think they can. I think he's an awesome character. He's no Sammo Hung. No, he's not. No, thank Um, you. <laughs> There's um, a reference. Yeah, that's a Samo deep cut Hung. right there. Um, he was in the <laughs> that years ago reboot of Hawaii Five O. Fuck yeah, he was. Um, which is probably still on. Scott Con. Oh God, Scott Con. <laughs> then uh, Wings Hauser is on this new show uh, Yellowstone. I'm, everybody's talking about this Yellowstone. There's one scene that I watched. I definitely wouldn't like it because it's very. I don't know. All those shows skew righty, and I don't, you know, I, it just, I don't like it. I don't like it when they skew lefty. I, like I don't like that either. I like something to be on its own merits. Yeah. I like it to just leave that stuff completely out of yes. it, really. You know? But I'm saying that group of people, it's like, it's like when I was a kid and coming up watching movies, I knew immediately that I was going to be unpopular if I voiced my honest opinion about things like, well, for example, Tango and Cash. Movie is a piece of unadulterated shit. It's terrible. I've not seen it since I was probably 11 years old, but I remember liking it. Everybody in my school loved it. It's awesome. I was just like, no, it isn't. I'm sorry. But then, Big Trouble in Little China. That is Big awesome. thumbs up. Big Here's thumbs up. remaking that. <sighs> it could, it could, nah, it's not going to be good. Well, that was, that was one of the things I wanted to talk about, all the upcoming remakes that might be coming. Well, as I've said before, and it keeps on holding true the farther we go. We have reached uh, we reached a zenith of creativity about say twelve to fifteen uh, twenty years ago, and it has been steadily downhill ever since. You think probably the 
probably the last, like my two favorite movies came out in the same year, Fight Club and American Beauty. I think yeah. those are my two favorite. Those movies. are great movies. Watch them once a year, but, but they don't. People don't make movies like that anymore. They do not. Um, there's indies that do that kind of thing, and then there's big budget. There is no in between. There's no like small budget. Like actually, you know what? I was going to say there's no great comedies anymore. But like a couple years ago, Seth Rogen put out uh, Bad Boys or Good Boys. I forget which one. Mm. It was like a dirty comedy movie with teenagers. Which you don't see much, right? Anymore. And that they did it well, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, good." I need to watch that. I haven't seen it's it. It's a funny fucking movie. I never watched Project X. I don't remember if I saw it or not. I mean, it looked great. It did look like just blowout party with yeah. you know all kinds of crazy shit going on. Um, One of my favorite movies from '98 was uh, "Can't Hardly Wait." Love that movie. Yeah. It's just a stupid little not a fan. into the into the summer or into the uh, high school movie. Everybody's worried about what's going to happen to them. Yeah, but those things are best. It, it portrayed the time it was in. Those things are better left off in oh, nostalgia. I haven't watched it in 20 years, 15 right. years probably. Actually, now it. it might be more palatable. It might be the time for me to watch it. Right. Um, Days of Confused is... God, that works. You know, Days of Confused is only... 76. It is only... 18 years yeah. after the after after the events it would have portrayed that blows my fucking mind because that movie is damn near 30 fucking years old it's fucking nuts dude i mean it overnight it happened 27 years old now right yes yes damn, son um i do have one thing that i should that i'm going to dive into and i know i'll love and i'll get obsessed with them is the before sunrise movies yeah with julie delphi and uh and uh, Ethan Hawke because they're all three link ladder movies and they're and all three are have huge I think they have huge Rotten Tomato scores you know everybody loves them so let me see upcoming movie remakes I'm not considering like um, Dune a remake I'm not considering oh no it's definitely not I'm not considering like a star is born Escape from New York is being remade. Um, fucking uh, West Side Story. Big Trouble in Little China. West Side Story. Flight yeah, but the, sometimes Navigator. Oh, but that wasn't the first one. wasn't good. Um, but I will say this: sometimes you get a new thing that is congealed out of the old. That's awesome. Ghostbusters being the top of that list. I wouldn't consider that. that's a sequel. Yes, but I'm saying that it's also somewhat of a rehash. But it's one that was done absolutely perfectly. Yeah. Um, like there was talk a few years ago about remaking um, Roadhouse. That With mo- Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Is, yeah. It, that, the reason why people love that movie is not because it's such a great story. It's because the the people on the screen, it was... It was Swayze. It was Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. It was all this shit. It was how cheesy it is. And you're going to try, don't try to make it good. Just let us watch the old one. Like Point Break. Why would you remake that movie? Why'd you do that I to love us? that movie. Um, Red Dawn. No reason for it. The first one. No. Picture perfect. Absolutely. Um, like Batman, I don't consider that those remakes. You're yeah, but telling different stories. But I I, I, I said this the other day, and I stand by it. I think we are right around the corner from comic book movies wearing out their welcome. It's going. What's going to happen is, and I'm predicting this. There's going to be a dip after Spider Man, 
After Spider-Man will be a dip. Doctor Strange, it's up in the air whether it will be good. That might be a good movie, but what that will open the door for, hopefully, is there is going to be a lull. The original Avengers, they're going to have a new Avengers team. Nobody's going to like it. And then uh, they're going to form, then the X-Men are going to come into the picture. Once they put the X-Men in and you get, you know, recast of all the mutants and all that stuff, then there's going to be another height. Like it, and it could go. But it's, I mean, there's Deadpool, gonna, the new Deadpool movie. It's going to be a remake of, it's being talked about a remake of an American werewolf in London. Unnecessary. Completely, Completely unnecessary. Because you're going to CGI it and that's not what Yeah, and that's, and fucking, um, Jason Reitman knew how bad of an idea is to CGI thing because he had practical effects and you know he fought the studio on that. Yeah. Like we can bring a guy in here and do that in the afternoon. He's like, no, I want a creature shop to build that fucking thing says, for that shot. It says Max Landis was pinning a remake of his father's seminal horror comedy, American Werewolf in London. I hope... <laughs> It's being produced by David Albert and Robert Kirkman from The Walking Dead, but just leave that one alone, folks. Yeah, but they've proven they can't. I mean, they're, The Walking Dead sucks now. It sucked for a long time. Big Man Japan, never heard of that. Big Trouble Little China, one of the few John Carpenter movies to thus far escape the remake treatment. Well, that would have been big. Yeah. Like, he's had so many of his movies remade. Um, Dwayne Johnson is set to headline. Come on. The Birds. I can see that one being remade. It's 70 years old. Blade, of course. I don't consider that a remake. They're bringing them in. The uh, the Blob. Bloodsport. There's no reason to do it. First one's perfect. Why would you redo Bloodsport? I, I can't believe I fell for that Bloodsport redo. But Redux, it's, you know. it's, it's on this list of movies that are potentially being remade. I know, but that was just a sequel. That was a, that was a sequel trailer. That was fucking excellent. I mean, they even got oh, Bolo, yeah. Bolo Young to be in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was... Candy Forrest Man. fucking Whitaker was in it. In that trailer? Yes. Well, I mean, they, they just recut things. They, no. They took things from other things and recut it. I don't think they did. I'm pretty sure they did. Did they? Yeah. The people are Forrest Whitaker seems like he could really... He would really do that. People are very good at the at the uh, recutting. And Tail Chaser song is not being made. Oh, man. Chronicles of Narnia is being remade already. Cliffhanger. Why would you remake well, wasn't, that? Well, it wasn't made right the first time. Cliffhanger? Well, how do you feel With about it? Sylvester Stallone? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Well, he's not going to be in it. I know, but it's dumb. It wasn't good to begin with. A Clue remake? That looks dope. That's the the poster for Love and Thunder. Gore. I don't see gore in it. Actually, I do. See that uh, that black thing in the top left corner. Black thing, yes. That's gore. That's pretty dope. Um, and you know what they're you know what they're going to tie in with gore? Venom. Venom is gore has a symbiote that that gives him his power there is going to be at least a nod to the fact that the symbiote that Venom has is the same kind of creature, and it's a hive mind. So this whole thing, went th- they went through this whole thing with the uh, the Black King or something like that, and uh, it's, uh, his name's Null, and he conquered the entire Marvel Universe. So it could be Null the Conqueror? <sighs> yeah, I mean, it's a little close to Cole the Conqueror. Yeah, no, yeah. that's why I said it. Yeah, trying to go for a joke there didn't really land. Well, it's pretty. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, <laughs> it's, a <laughs> it's pretty a uh, narrow cut. It's like you know, mm-hmm. like, hey man, look at my dick. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Uh, I have to pee. Can I pause this and we'll come sure. back and do favorite things? Yeah. Yet rescuing Marvel Studios Inc. That's not yeah. un- that's not untrue. Yeah. He's um, the only guy I'm I'm interested in right now. And if this is um Tom Holland's last one, I don't know if I'm riding with him anymore. What is it now? If if this is Tom Holland's last Marvel it's not. movie. Okay. It's not. They're they have convinced him to Tom Holland is a good enough actor to know. And smart enough young man to know that Spider-Man is who he's going to be the rest of his life. That's just Might the way it is. Cast the check. Lean into it, you know, and, 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 you know, and do things with it. You know, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. No. Um, I understand branching out and want to do things and win Oscars and stuff. And he's a good enough actor to do. It. He's an excellent actor. Yeah. But he you haven't seen it yet, but it's on Netflix. The devil all the time. I watched. Did you watch it? Dude, he's so good. I watched the beginning of it actually and watched, uh, you know, just uh, knock him stiff. Uh, the kid from fucking Harry Potter who played the fat kid. Yeah. He's a fucking great actor, dude. I've seen him in. I, I sat down and watched uh, the Battle of Buster Scruggs the other day. The whole thing. It's fun, isn't it? No. I thought it was fun. It isn't. I mean, it, it's good. There's parts of it. It's good. great. It's really harsh some points. The, the, when Liam Neeson has the, the kid with no arms and legs. And then he gets the chicken and he's on the bridge and he throws a rock to see what would happen. And then, you know, you know, he, you know, he threw the kid off the bridge. You know, that's just, that's so fucking harsh. Yeah. That was the it last wasn't, thing they did. The, it wasn't uplifting at all. Like it no. had, you know, um, I, I still like Buster Scruggs was my favorite bit yeah, about the whole thing. He, mine was, too. he was, maybe that's why I think it was so fun. Just mm-hmm. that one part with him. Yeah. And the rest of it was kind of a, downer it was excellent though yeah it was very, very good well but yeah. um um you know favorite things yeah just to keep us from getting muted just play that much of it and we're good to go um well isn't a lot this week. Um, I watched this the South Park COVID uh, post COVID special. I watched it. I liked it. Um, Next one's coming out the sixteenth. God, a bunch of stuff's dropping on the sixteenth. What else dropping on the sixteenth? Spider Man drops Spider-Man. on the sixteenth. Yeah, at least we don't have to go to the movies to see this uh, new South Park thing. I'm I'm going to I'm going to take steps and precautions, but I'm going to see Spider Man. I mean, I uh, it's going to be packed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know uh, that. Because the other ones weren't packed, and I didn't feel the necessity of the mask. I think I'm probably going to wear one this time. Um, I'll go on the weekend when there's nobody there, maybe during the day. Well, I mean, I I, I want to see it with a full house. That would be nice, you know. I got to get up and go to work the next morning. I go I I'll, I go to bed before the movie is over. Like the movie, we'll be back here by ten thirty. I'm usually in bed for an hour by then. Okay, you know. Well, I mean, we could go Friday evening. I guess it's. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Um, but that coming out is a favorite thing. Um, the South Park post COVID thing. Cartman being like a, a rabbi. Yeah. You think it's a work? Of course it's a work. God. It's so. It's I don't. So great. I think it might be. Remember Maybe. they had evil Cartman that was good Cartman? Yeah. I think it might be him. Oh, that'd be great too. Yeah. Good callback to that episode. Like he, he actually did that, and he caught Cartman trying to do it, 
Mm-hmm. So he killed him. <laughs> like that would be a good storyline. Um, I don't know. Uh, they all had goatees. The evil versions of them had goatees, but the evil version of Cartman was good. Yeah, exactly. They were the opposite. Exactly. <laughs> you guys are my best friends. Too thick and thin. We'll always stick together. together just for a kind. <laughs> Palling around, having fun all day. We're best friends. Best, best friends, friends are we. we. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> And they had that little squash pumpkin, that little squash jack-o'-lantern. Yeah. I never thought it was a bad little squash. <laughs> <laughs> You're awesome, Evil Cartman. You said you said earlier something about a Reddit post. Oh, um, people are having disagreements about The Last of Us because they've cast Pedro Pascal, who's you know Latino, as Joel, and they've cast well, uh, who's it? Bella Thorne is, I guess, is her name. Bella Thorne, really. Is that the girl's name who played? I think it's Caitlin Deaver. Well, she played. She no, it's Bella Thorne. She played. Uh, she played one of the most awesome characters in Game of Thrones. Um, Bella Ramsey. Bella Ramsey. Yes, playing uh, Lady Mormont. Nick Offerman's Bill. Who? Nick Offerman is Bill. Holy fuck! I didn't know that. Nick Offerman's Bill. You like that? Do you know who Bill is? Uh, it's his brother, isn't it? No, or his buddy, or you don't remember the game? Not really. Well, it's been seven years. After they escape from Boston, they have to go to a town to look for a car, and this guy basically owns an entire town. He doesn't own it, but he—it's his town, and he's got it trapped up, and he's gay. They're definitely going to make him gay. Um, that was one of the most skillful integrations i've ever seen of a gay character other than ellie herself which was extremely skillful that is one that man neil Druckmann needs to get in to make movies he's so fucking good dude he's the one that wrote last of us right yes and last of us too um but they've also cast sarah who was uh joel's daughter and it's a black girl um and then they've uh bernal is uh tommy who was, you know, I, I liked, don't get me wrong. I like the fact that Joel and Tommy were both a couple of, you know, rough and tumble, like rangy Texas boys. You know what I mean? It was real, gave the game a real feel to it. You know, there's a, like a bunch of like fan films of the last of us. Oh yeah. You could probably watch on YouTube. Sure. I could That's probably make fun. one. Um, but there was a disagreement and somebody, and they, and they got to Spider-Man because they, they were talking about the inclusivity and this person said, look, I'm not against inclusivity. I, I like it. But he said, for something like Spider-Man for me, he's like Mary Jane, MJ, has got to be a redhead. He's just like, I think it's iconic. And I think it's nothing wrong with asking it to go that way. This girl laid in here said, there's only three reasons why you did this. You're racist. You have a problem. I'm just like, and then I laid in. Actually, I'll read what I put, uh, which actually I thought was a pretty stroke of brilliance on my part not stroke of brilliance but it was actually a, a very well thought out and thoughtful post i got no problem with people having preferences no that that was my point like i can but also zendaya rules she's so. great i said my words were i am totally fine with it being um if being her being the one and only mj that's fine but um comments well, that one actually got a bunch of likes, but it wasn't 
Um, well, you're getting karma over there. Well, actually, here was another one. Uh, uh, Joel versus Abby in a fight. And I said, uh, and I'll read the other one here in a second. Um, youngest Joel outweighs her still because it's Joel from Last of Us Part 1. He's an old man in Part 2. Um, is likely a deal stronger f- farm boy strength, not gym strength. Believe me, the two are vastly different as I'm a power lifter and worked on the railroad and currently in a steel mill. It is a much different thing. Um, but Abby is indeed trained and experienced. It's a six one way, half dozen another scenario. I give the edge to Abby by way of youth, but if Joel dialed it up, I think he could still win. You know, very close contest though. And that's, you know, I thought a very good point. Okay, here we go. This girl wrote um, what she wrote. The, her reasons are this. Break it down. One, you're prejudiced. Two, you think different races have different, lesser characteristics that make them worse when change our media. Three, you don't, don't like change. And then she went on to do this ridiculous diatribe. And I said, I don't care about the changes, honestly. I like, well, I've gotten three down votes, so I like when things are their own entity, and it's a good decision to open up perceptions. But to just throw out three blanket reasons why a person sucks because they disagree on a point when they clearly stated a cogent point on why they like the original source material being hewn to is kind of silly. I don't know them. I'm just responding to a post on a social media fandom site. They may very well be racist or closed-minded or a bad person, but I can't possibly know that, and neither can you. To insulate myself from the inevitable, unfounded accusation that I'm a bad person and or racist too, I stress that I agree with inclusion and diversity and properties of imagination. I'm a massive Dark Tower fan and love the choice of Idris Elba as Rowan. It would have been better had the movie not sucked. I would have been likewise fine with Zendaya being the one and only Mary Jane Watson. I'm excited to see Val's odd Superman and on and on. Being closed-minded can mean many things. I'm not snarking. I'm just trying to open up more doors of perception. So... Actually, I didn't get three down votes. This person got three down votes, and I think that was an excellent point. I don't Valzad Superman. What's that? That's Black Superman. I'll be looking that up. I'm excited. Michael B. Jordan apparently might be playing him. I don't um, like that. You don't like that? I like him. I don't, he's fine. I I like him if he plays it straight. Play it straight. Don't you, you know? Don't want him to play gay? <laughs> you know what I mean. I know what you mean. B boy stuff. I don't. I don't yeah. want B boy stuff in it. I mean, I, th- I think that that cheapens things a lot of ways, especially for an actor who's so good. You know, he's a really good actor. Um, well, it's going to be on HBO Max, too. Yes. Yeah, uh, I don't know if it's a series or a or a, sh- or a movie. But, yeah, it's a, a black Cretonian named Valzad and, you know, all that stuff. Um, I don't think that if you want to the material to be hewn to that it's racist or anything. If you have a disagreement because it because you're a racist and you're hiding behind it, it's usually fairly obvious, you know. Um, and a lot of those people who are attacking the Last of Us, Joel is to gamers one of the highest. They love him, man, and I understand why. I love Joel. I mean, I kind of wish my own father had been a little more like Joel. You know, what I mean, tough guy, man of very few words, you know, um, but very loving. You know, uh, can sing and play the guitar. You know. I actually those games have changed my life for the better like they made me think about things differently and my daughter me and Annie love them so much that we're going to get matching last of us tattoos so she wants to get the one on Abby's forearm that's like uh, ferns and then it's got a moth in it I wanted to get you know something that matches it you know father daughter thing so um, you know it, it brought us closer together as father and daughter because we both love the game so much and you know i bought her all kinds of last of us christmas presents and she loves them you know it's 
plus Abby being gay, you know, Annie, you know, um, like that, she, you know, thought a representation of a gay character was good um, and very skillfully and tastefully done. Um, I don't know. I, I just feel that people, if you disagree with the mob mob mentality, then you're automatically, you know, pigeonholed to something when you're just. That's just how it is. There's no <clears throat> nuance anymore. Right. You have to like, I don't. Like if say you don't like uh, Donald Trump, then you're automatically a libtard. Or sure. You don't like Biden, oh, you're automatically I mean, a Trumper. Exactly. I don't like any of them, and I. It's going to be hard for me to find somebody I do like in that realm of the world. I don't. I mean, I like Tulsi Gabbard, but then like she says things about war that I disagree with. Like, like she's against. Um, regime change but she's not against intervention and like i am against that yeah you know that's just and then you got other guys it's just well i, I mean, can't find a home in this in this well, it's like landscape. me with you know being around here and y- you cannot i cannot say it enough times to drive it through people's head it's lack of being able to have a discussion on their part but it's also you know just that they're conditioned to do when i say i don't like trump they immediately start talking tacking hillary clinton i was just like do you expect me to defend her nothing you're saying makes any difference to me i'm attacking this guy for good reason Mm -hmm. i would attack her if she was part of the discussion that would change anything it doesn't it doesn't change anything that's over she did not get elected it's done he got elected and is actively trying they have a powerpoint thing basically now that's circulating that's real where they were trying to break down how they're going to I think I read something about that. Disqualify the election. That's a coup. That's a fucking coup. And you can't, and, but you can't tell these people because then they say, well, you're like that. You're somebody said to me the other day, like, you know, um, you know, like, like people like you and your ivory tower. I was like, um, in case you didn't know, I work Mm -hmm. in a fucking steel mill. (laughs) I I think this is steel mill. Am I correct? Yeah, there's liquid metal out there. This is a steel mill, you know, even though we don't make steel. And it, and it just got to be a thing where they cannot grasp the fact that I despise the political system in its entirety. And the fact that I, but I do virulently despise that guy is enough for them to make me, to count me among the people. That's, that's Hitler brown shirt mentality. It didn't matter. It didn't didn't matter if you disliked Bismarck or somebody in, in German politics. I like Bismarcky. <laughs> He's dead, isn't he? Mm. Um, but but you also didn't like Hitler. The fact that you didn't like Hitler made you an enemy. Mm-hmm. That's enough for them. That is blinders on, no nuance thinking. No matter how time I, how many times I try to drive it into them, this is what I believe. I'm a down the little, down the middle, mostly libertarian who believes that all drugs, prostitution, all that stuff should be legal. It is all consenting adults. That's what I believe, and they just they can't grab a hold of it. But you hate Trump, yes. Well, and then th- that's it. I'm just like, I mean, I, and again, I don't understand the you know the sheer inability of somebody to grasp the basic fact that he is such a sack of shit. I mean, it's just, it's really quite staggering when you think about it. We really fucked up uh, when we turned politicians into celebrities. Yes. And we're fucking up even worse by making celebrities politicians. Absolutely. 
That's we're going down a really weird, weird path. It's not necessarily weird, as in somewhat already trodden. You know, um, of course, the Romans didn't have social media and things like that, but it got to be their politics got to be similar to ours, where it was just a bunch of incompetent people who were, you know, skillful at getting elected. You know, and the again the. They think that by taking away Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene's assignments on committees hurts them. It doesn't. That means that they don't have to work to earn $175,000 and just raise money, which they're going to skim off of. Lauren Boebert is already being investigated by the FBI. She's only been in office for maybe two years, and she's already stealing. It will drop a big fat nothing. Why? Because the people who steal, she's stealing from do not fucking care. It does not matter. The politician, politicians are so fucking crooked now. They set this up themselves. I understand that. I understand that the whole thing is their fault, and this is the natural outgrowth of that. But at least, as I've said before, there were adults at the tiller, even though they were crooked. They kept the. I, I, I understand we disagree about things sometimes when it comes to this, but the world was running with the trains on time with those other assholes in. It's just the truth. Now things are collapsing because we have complete rank idiotic amateurs. Sam Harris put it best. He said, Hillary Clinton is a person of, to, to put it mildly, dubious moral fiber, but she is a skilled politician. He said, that, and he said, and her f- uh, flaws of a character are only you know, our, our personal matters that don't matter to anybody. All she had to do to win was shut the fuck up, was shut the fuck up and maybe visit some of those, uh, rust belt States. Yes, absolutely. To get the vote. But she, all she had to do, she, and, and Donald Trump did something else inadvertently. He has turned union people against the union because he is, you can't find a more anti-union ticket than Donald Trump and Mike fucking Pence. They're not for working people. Mike Pence is too much of a lunatic Christian to be for working people because he's, I don't understand that fucking guy. I actually respect the fact though, that he stood up and, and stood up for democracy. He gets one small check mark for me. Like, man, you, you stood up to him and said, no, see his problem is, I mean, if you watch over the last, the last year in office, his head got bigger. <laughs> Because he needed more room to think about dick. And <laughs> yeah. His head is just so filled with dick. I wouldn't be surprised if he had phallic shaped things all over his office. <laughs> I just like the shape of this. Yeah, it just looks that, nice. That grandfatherly smile. <laughs> um, oh, God, if I had to see that fucking bullshit one time when Trump would sit out there, he could have been shitting in his hand and smearing it in his face, and, and Pence would have been behind him looking at him, smiling like, <laughs> what a wonderful man. You know, and the fact that Trump, Pence, what I what I'm hoping is going to happen, Pence is going to run for president. He's not going to win. Don't get me wrong. He's not even going to get the nomination. No, it's going to be. But he's going to fracture the party. Yeah. Because you're going to have stalwart Republicans. Then you're going to have. There's not enough lunatics to put Trump in office. They're it's just. Not, they're it, just. Aren't. I don't think so anymore either. Because I, your Chris Christie's, your uh, Ron DeSantis's, they're going to step in. Ron DeSantis. People like Ron DeSantis. Trump is already. Talking shit about Ron DeSantis. Yeah. He's such a infantile little dick energy fuck that he can't stand this. He's so ridiculous of a human being. It's, I mean, when you really think about it, it's such a comical sickness and, and so fucking transparent. You know, the fact that it is cult like behavior that people who are otherwise an intelligent people can't see that. 
Well, so the reason why a lot of people are liking Ron DeSantis is because he uh he never really really did the, any of the COVID stuff, any of the lockdowns or anything. Right. Wear a mask if you want, get vaccinated if you want. I'm right. not going to force anybody to fucking do anything. Right. And that people like that, and they did just as well as anyone else in that state, especially for having such an older population. I, is that true? Yeah. If okay. you adjust for age. Okay. If you, I mean, it's, it's going to kill old people. We all know that. All right. More so than younger people. I just think he's a, and it's not that it's not a stance on COVID that really bothers me. It's the fact that he's just a fucking idiot. Okay, I don't like him either. He's just so fucking. He's. And what are the Democrats going to do? Are they going to run Pete Buttigieg and Kamala next time, dude? Because that's not winning. <sighs> no, no, they I could win. They don't have a candidate. I could win against them. Right. I could go up there and just say I hate all of this and fuck you, and people are like you know what. This guy's making some sense. And you could say uh, uh, the the Republicans can say openly racist things. And I could say openly racist. Things. I'm saying that. Sweet. Yes. I'm not a Republican, though. I mean, but they, they definitely say just openly racist and demeaning things. I mean, so for people to argue against that is foolish. They do that. I mean, it's it's obvious. Here's so. a um, I saw an article posted. It said a, a school a school board in some state, I can't remember which one, is uh, removing math, science, and reading requirements from high school to help people of color. That's racist. Yes, it is. I like it. It's, it's the soft the race, bigotry, soft bigotry of, of, of low, low expectations. expectations. Yes. I'm like, come on, guys. Like, If I was a black kid, I would be so insulted by that. Absolutely. It's so insane. It's like when they talked about how Valley, the kids at Valley couldn't make change at a fucking go mart or something like that. I'm just like, who said is that? that? Oh, a board member who Oof. who works at Alloy Plant said that. He is the most despised motherfucker in that place. People hate his fucking ass. I'm not going to say who it is because I want to get in trouble. You say later but, when we're not but recording. Sure, but he he and. uh He's he is not liked, mm. and we'll we'll discuss that whole thing off the air. But it's just uh, man. Anyway, favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't. Oh, one thing that was going to be a favorite thing. I like old tech. I, I found old tech. an old fucking Barnes and Noble nook in my oh, fucking shit. basement, and I loaded it up. And it's black and white. It doesn't have a touch screen. It's got buttons on the side of it. Hell yeah. It's got 55 books on it. Nice. Yeah. Um, my, my buddy would give it to me. Um, and it's got a bunch of Stephen King books. Um, but it wouldn't reload. And I accidentally left it work in a drawer today, which isn't a big deal. So I'm going to do anything. But um, I just took it along to look at it. You know, I'd, it's a neat thing. Yeah. And, I was, uh, was, and it wouldn't come back on after I turned it off. So um, I don't know. It was. Uh, <laughs> it's. Some of those, I mean, because they're comically. Yeah, now we've we've got supercomputers, right? Like my phone is almost three years old, and it's still it's like it's marvelous. Like right. this is an amazing piece of work. Yeah, my uh, my Kindle Fire is you know still awesome. You know, I the only thing I use it for is laying in the bathtub and watching stuff while I take an Epsom salt bath. But um, yeah, that's a great thing. It might be on the menu. Today, I mean tonight. Um, not a lot of favorite things this week. It's been a fairly slow week. Um, I'm keep on trying to watch the baseball documentary, and I really love what I see. But then I just I don't have time to pay attention to new things right now. So 36 hour right documentary about baseball. 
had gotten into episode three and they're starting to discuss the Black Sox. So, mm. um, one of the first movies I remember watching is uh, Eight Men Out. Eight Men Out with my dad. He loved baseball movies. Eight Men Out is a great fucking movie. It's great. Captures the time so well. Yeah. But a definitely a more, I would say, polished version of the time. You know, all the ragtime music playing and all that stuff. Yeah, it's. Um, and, and the way they talk and all that stuff. I'm like, this is definitely a love letter to that time and, and oh, yeah. to, you know, all that stuff. John Sale is great, though. He's he's actually in the movie. Cusack's um, great. Cusack's great. D.B. Sweeney, Charlie Sheen. You know, DB, um, the D.B. and D.B. Sweeney, it stands for dick butt. A lot of people don't know that. He's so, <laughs> he he's so, what's a John Cusack lookalike, and it just didn't. Let's look up D.B. Sweeney. He looks like, I think he look, feel like he looks like uh, John Cusack. Um uh, Christopher Lloyd's in it. Um, it's just a. Oh, he was kind of a QC lookalike back then. Yeah. Um, he that movie he played Shoeless Joe Jackson. Um, Cusack. No, uh, Cusack played uh, Bud Selig. Is that who he played? No, Bud Selig was the commissioner in the eighties uh, and nineties. I think nineties after uh, Bartlett Giamatti, who was Paul Giamatti's dad. Was the commissioner of baseball? Yeah, he's the one that barred Pete Rose. Oh shit! Yeah, what a piece of shit. Um, Charlie Sheen played Hap Felch, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, John Mahoney played uh, uh, Cap Anson. And they're and they're talking about all these. And that's the craziest thing is that I like baseball for that era. Ooh, you can watch Eight Men Out on HBO Max. Sweet. Fuck yes. Um, nineteen eighty eight. God, I can't believe it's that old. Um, but I don't know. A, a been out is just such a you know. I'm I'm looking for Mate One. I need a copy of Mate One. I'm probably just gonna have to buy a DVD copy or, a, or I don't even know. There's a Blu-ray copy of Mate One. 1987 film. We'll look up 94 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Shit, from to me that feels low. Somebody had to give it a bad review. Yeah. Who cares about a bunch of, about a bunch of hillbillies in West Virginia? Bruce Springsteen did. He's the one that financed that movie. Oh shit, man! He was a producer on it at least. I'm not finding anywhere. No, nothing on Amazon. You might be able to rent it. Man, that's rough. Come on, guys. I know. Help dude. us out. I'm gonna look for it. You ever been to Mate One? I have not. I've been to uh, Thurman where they filmed a lot of Mate One. Yeah. Blu-ray 2087. Yep. DVD six is a Criterion Collection. See, the Criterion Collection used to be on Hulu. I, I think they moved. I wonder it. what clip they're going to show here. God, what a movie this was! It's one of the few movies that perfectly captures not just Appalachia but West Virginia. Uh, the first time I ever heard the word Peckerwood was this movie. Is that Ben Stiller? No. Kind of looks like him for me. A little bit. Uh, Chris Cooper. Chris Cooper's a great actor. He is, and he's really good in this. Fucking goddamn Pinkertons. Yeah, motherfuckers. This is town property. Who are you? I'm the Meyer. Well, a couple minutes long. Tony Griggs. We're carrying out an eviction for Stone Mountain. You can do what you 
This is town property. Stone Mountain holds the deeds on these houses, Captain. God, this motherfucker's buddy. Stone Mountain was a company around here. Mm-hmm. I love this fucking scene. You probably plug this in if you want. I don't. I can't. Okay. I love David Stride there in this. He's so fucking good, dude. Two Gun Sid Hatfield. That's that striking flint, striking steel. You know what I mean. He's trying to be a tough guy, and Sid Hatfield is not having it. You Sid know? Hatfield was a bad motherfucker. Yeah, he was. Two gun, two gun, Sid. I like because that clip goes on to say you wouldn't be so tough with uh, if we if we didn't have if we had our boys around you. He's like, I'm going to give you five minutes to put that stuff back in people's houses. So you wouldn't be so tough if the boys were here. He said, if the boys were here, I'd give you two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah! I just love that scene where they're getting ready to start and he just kaboom shoots those two guys right through the fucking head and blows their brains out. Love it. Yeah, cross holster. It is. I think we watched it in history class in high school. We watched it in English it. class. Miss Skaggs. Miss Skaggs was the greatest teacher, man. She introduced us, me to so many good things, like so many great books and movies. And, you know, she was upset with me because she was one of the, not the first to tell me, but I think one of the most who got so upset about it. She's like, you have so much potential to do stuff and you're just, you can't, you won't do anything. You won't commit anything. And she was right. So. Hmm. Any other favorite things? Um, well, writing the registration script, I got, uh, I'd gotten past the opening scene and, you know, the, the scene I'd written was something that came organically, um, you know, as I needed to demonstrate, I had suggested the fact that he was mutant enough times I needed to something to openly demonstrate it. So he's walking out this, the protagonist is walking out to his truck He's getting his tools ready and stuff for work. He's drinking a cup of coffee. He drops like a screwdriver underneath the truck. Damn, and he tries to get down and try to get underneath it. He can't reach it. So he kind of looks around, and he picks up the truck with one arm, and reaches yeah. up and gets the fucking screwdriver, sets it back down, you know, puts it in, you know. That's um, going to be hard to film without a budget. Um, You could attach a piece of equipment to something and have it off camera and and ratchet and wedge it up where it would look like he was holding it. And then set it back down. You know that wouldn't be difficult, because um, all you have to do is have see the back of the truck and him going like this. That's enough of a demonstration of how strong he is. Um, the next scene I have not, which I have not written yet, is he's going to work and it's going to have all the, uh, you know, all the basic work stuff, and then the the argument in the lunchroom over whether Cap was a mutie, um, all those kind of things. So definitely sat down and wrote all that in one day. 
is muty mutant but is it a common it's term a pejorative yeah it's used a, in the universe yes. i've never read the comics yeah or gene okay. joke that's another one that's what they call them in um we need one more uh appalachiany you know what i mean Think of one more Appalachian, like say Muty, but also have another guy say, yeah, that effing or friggin' or whatever. Uh, Hold on. I'm thinking of one. Hmm. That's a tough one because we already have so many races. Something radioactive I'm trying to think of. Um, He's Hmm. a fucking... He's a fucking blank if i've ever seen one something like that yeah i'm I'm just trying to think something to do with radioactive baby of some kind but radioactive is is too it's not enough shell shock you know you want something that's just a few syllables and really hits you Um, yeah fallout baby fallout baby fallout from nuclear weapons fucking fallout baby Ooh. fallout freak that's even better. God, we're good at this. Yeah. <laughs> God. Disney, um, are you listening? I, if I could get that script written and get it in, in good enough shape, I, I think I might be able to. I'd, I'd be, I'd be perfectly proud to send it someplace and see, like, this is what I came up with. You know, right on. That's yeah. that's it for me this week. It's, um, for me, I've just been rewatching uh, Always Sunny. It's so ludicrous. Everything is ridiculous. Uh, what's this? This scene was earlier today. I saw. Let me find it. It's the episode where Dennis drives his Land Rover, Range Rover, excuse me, into the into the river because he thinks it's a it's a air land vehicle or land and water vehicle. He thinks it's fine. And then he's trying to sell it, but it's still in the river. Yeah. And a guy comes up to buy it and his freak out. You'll be taking the car with you on these trips? Me? Oh, no. No, no, no. I'm I'm looking for something. I thought that was Chris Pratt for a second. Your daughter? Yeah. You know, safe, slow vehicle, good starter car. A starter car. That's right. I have contained my rage for as long as possible, but I shall unleash my fury upon you like the crashing of a thousand waves! Be gone, vile man! Be gone from me! A starter car! This car is a finisher car! A transporter of gods! The golden god! I am untethered and my rage knows no bounds! God, he is such a fucking he's so good narcissist sociopath. I mean, he's just well. There's there's a uh, supercut Dennis Reynolds behaving unhinged for five minutes straight. Yeah. It is so good. <laughs> just like whenever D has the baby and he just goes like he asks because she needs her story. She wants to watch soap operas mm-hmm. while she's queefing out this kid, and he just loses his mind on the nurse attending nurse. <laughs> uh, just, uh, let me see if I can find that. Um, played disc golf today, me and JMO. I was two over, and uh, that's good. I was I was two under through eight, and then I had two bogeys in a row, mm. and then I fucked up a couple holes at the end. But it's not terrible. Where'd you play? Not terrible. Ace, 
J-Mo was 12 over. He had a very, very unfortunate day. Did he, fl- did he flip out? No, he doesn't no. flip out. No, I know. I, he, he's not. He, uh, his way. Just everything that could possibly go wrong for him did, and everything that could possibly go right for me did. That's that's all it was. Right. I birdied the first hole. Uh, Dennis Reynolds. Hospital. Let me see. Hospital scene. Yeah, this is the one. This is the one Daddy likes. I don't understand why there's not a single room in this hospital well, that has a working th- television. I want it. I want that room. I want it now. I don't know where you think I'm going to get it from. I don't have any. If you do not get my sister, her stories, and a new room as soon as possible, then I will come down on this hospital like the hammer of Thor. The thunder of my vengeance will echo through these corridors like the gust of a thousand winds. You know what? <laughs> I don't have time for this. I ain't going to jail over you. I will beat your ass and beat you. I'm not doing this with you today. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> that is so. Like the hammer of Thor. <laughs> um, this golf was fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, working on music again. That's uh, a thing. Um, I just found a song in my notebook and I did a little scratch recording of it and sent it to JMO. We're going to do a thing with it. Awesome. Uh, one of the songs that I wrote a few years ago, we're going to do it in the style of old Beatles, like early Pop Beatles. Bubble Pop. Gum. Yeah. Bubblegum. Like, I want it to sound like it's 1962. That's awesome. I want the guitars to be a little bit out of tune. Great. We're going to do one like that. Um, I don't know. It's exciting, especially having him because he has all the stuff and he uh, he's a great musician. Yeah. He's a tremendous oh, musician, and I mean, he can play everything. All of them in Red Audio are really oh, yeah. good. They're all great. Yeah. Jet has a uh, side project called Bane Star. Yeah, I've, I've heard of them. I've, I've Chelsea, heard of Chelsea of told me about it. It's pretty good. Pretty good stuff. I haven't listened to all of it yet. Um, that's really all I got. I don't know. It's, it's been a slow week, man. Yeah. Um, didn't really. I, I haven't watched anything new. I mean, Hawkeye's good. Hawkeye's very good. You would like it. There's lots of heart. It is hard to get past him looking exactly like Mac's mom. Well, and Jeremy Renner is just—I got—he's I a great actor. He, he's great. You know what's really hard for me to get past with him is just imagining that shitbag music he fucking makes. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. so tough. That is tough because it is so fucking bad. It's bad. I mean, one thing that almost uh, was a least favorite thing ever is that my subwoofer in my car quit working briefly. But it just had, I turned it off and it booted back up and it was fine. Hmm. Yeah. I've not had that problem yet. Oh, and I was so pissed off. And I play my shit loud. Yeah, I'm, I was. It was worse that the, the the other speakers were working, but the volume wasn't working. Hmm. So I I turned it off and turned it back on. It kicked back on. I was so happy and um, I don't know. It'd still be under warranty. Yeah, they would. Have I to just would have it. to drive it to. It fucking would just be a, Yeah, it would be a whole fucking thing. Yeah. I'm glad that you didn't have to do that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I'm I'm out of stuff. Yeah, me too. We're about an hour and fifty in. We did yeah. it. We did the thing. Um, this week will be I'll get involved. Well, I mean, we're gonna have to. I'm gonna. I I guess I can wait for you guys to see Spider Man. I just I really have to see it. You don't have to wait. You can go the the opening night. It's just one of my favorite things. Is the 
Um, I don't know. Uh, Anything else? No, I think that'll do it. All right. Well, thanks for listening, you bunch of queeves. Um, Go buy T-shirts or whatever. Um, Send money to Aaron and Elena if you need their uh, their, uh, PayPal tag. Just uh, message me and I'll give it to you. Um, Thanks a lot. Go fuck yourselves.